This episode of the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast is brought to you by the Podcast Reach System. Are you ready to exponentially reach more profitable customers? Launching and hosting your own show is your proven best solution for networking, client attraction, and establishing your celebrity expert brand. Visit www.podcastreachsystem.com and claim your rightful place as the leading star of your industry so you make a difference for your community, market, and audience. Welcome to the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Join us as we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who reveal what they are doing to make the world a better place by being part of it. Be sure to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now sit back, lean in, tune in, get your notepad and two pens ready, and let's get started. My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in and invest in yourself today. Right now, we are speaking with Connie Reagan Green, who is an online marketing strategist and author of Too Many Books to Mention. I've known Connie for nearly a decade now, and I've seen her do so many great things. Let me just give you a little bit of background. She's a former classroom teacher and real estate appraiser who left it all behind to go online in 2006. Is an author of more than 20 books, publisher, international speaker, and entrepreneur. She serves others by helping new authors, speakers, and entrepreneurs to build their own lucrative online businesses. She's also active with several nonprofits, including Rotary International, the Boys and Girls Club, Zonta, and C International. Connie, welcome aboard. Thank you so much, Adam. I'm thrilled to be here. All right. So... Let's dive right in. The first question for you is, how does the work you do make the world a better place for your clients, customers, and society at large? Well, I believe being able to have a business that you can run from home or from anywhere Mm -hmm. in the world, all you need is an internet connection. I believe that that helps families have more time together and people to reach their full potential or as close to it as possible in terms of creativity and income. Right. Absolutely. And what is it that you actually do? Let's just hear you say it in your own words. All right. Well, I teach people how to get started online where they choose a niche, they choose one or two business models, and they start putting themselves out there and offering what they do, what they excel in, what they love to others in terms of serving people with their knowledge, with their experience, with all of that. Right. And that's that's awesome. Now, what are a few questions, like, like let's say the FAQs that folks bring to you when they're going through their process of making their decision to work with you? Well, they first want to know if they can make $5,000 in the next 30 days. And I say mm-hmm. that while that's possible, that that's not something that I would ever be able to promise them. And something that I don't even encourage. So that's kind of the biggest question. Yeah. The next question is, do I have to write? And with things that I'm teaching and things that I'm doing, 
yes, I want people to become a writer because I was a non-writer when I started and realized that I needed to write and it changed my life completely. So those are the two main questions people ask me. Wow. Uh, you know, just uh, want to raise one question here. You mean to tell me that you don't, you can't just put up a course and automatically make a million dollars within the first 72 hours? Because I saw an ad yesterday that promised me that. <laughs> no, but I can promise that you won't make even $5,000 right away. Okay. That's probably a better promise because it's based on, you know, over 15 years now of me doing this and working with hundreds and hundreds of yeah. people around the world. For a three-year period, I uh, specialize in managing product launches, and we sold out a lot of the launches we did. We also had a few that were absolute turkeys. And I can tell you that the common thread between all of them was the degree was the degree to which the audience for that launch was pre-qualified, prepped, or pumped, or not. Yes, yes. And boy, somebody would be very, very fortunate to have you on their team, Adam. You were awesome. Well, I uh, quit doing that a few years ago, but hey, who knows? Maybe if somebody waves big stacks in front of me, I might be uh, willing to reconsider it because I can tell you that, and I believe you know this because you've launched a lot of businesses, that any sort of launch is real work. A common thing I used to get from some of the VIP clients when I did that program was them saying, wait a minute, I hired you. I thought that meant I didn't have to do anything. Uh, no, it's not quite how it works, which you, which you are liberated from is dealing with logistics and having somebody on the outside looking in who can catch your mistakes before you make them. Yes, yes. But uh, and and the and one of the big things that uh, was sometimes a challenge is they needed to allow me to do things for their launch on their behalf without clearing it with them first. If that level of trust wasn't there, I couldn't help them because the nature of product launches is oh yeah, you can write your sequence and you can pre-program everything, and that accounts for everything except for what will actually happen. Yes, yes. No, I agree because, you know, I work with nonprofits and I had one early on that they, they wanted me to run every single thing by them. And I said, yeah. if you don't, same way you said, I said, if you don't trust me, then I'm not the right person for this. And they couldn't get yep. away from that. So we didn't work together. Yep. When I, uh, when I used to do a lot of ghostwriting, uh, part of the deal was uh, like ghostwriting for like email campaigns, blogs, things like that. Part of the deal was, for 30 days, I expected the client to review and sign off on everything because that was my process of adopting their voice. So I expected not only them to review every piece, but to do so promptly. Yeah. After the 30 days, they didn't get to review anything at all. And, uh, and there were limitations on how much they could even nitpick what went out after it did. So I know in one case... I know in one case, I think I sent an email in somebody's name where I used the word catterday and they weren't really a cat person. All right, that's okay. That's okay. But uh, but if you start rewriting things and critiquing every single one, and I'll just say, well, obviously you, obviously you seem to be the only person who can possibly communicate with your audience. So why am I here? Yeah. So so those are my those are my uh, what I call wish they would ask questions. What are some of yours? Some of the questions you wish your people would ask you as you're going through their process. Oh dear, I think I lost you. You're frozen. 
No, but I, there I am. Okay, so um, I'm going to repeat my last question just so I have some spliceable asset. Okay, so right there, those some of what I just shared constitutes a few of the things that I wish people would ask me uh, or wish people would have asked me when I did those things. So in your work that you do currently, what are a few of the questions you wish people would ask you? I wish they would ask me if I honestly mean it when I say that even though you're a, you might consider yourself a solopreneur, that you will not be doing the business alone, that you right. need people to help you do various aspects of it so that you do have more time freedom. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes that can be one person. Now, sometimes that can be a huge team, but even, you know, even some of the smaller companies I work with, which actually tend to have bigger profit margins, funny how that works. Uh, in two cases, I have husband and wife teams where one spouse is the owner and the lead of the business and the other pretty much handles everything in the background. Uh, but the point is, they're a partnership, they're a pair. Uh, they're not equal in the sense that they don't do the same things, but the business could not survive without one or the other. So therefore, they're equal in the sense of the value they bring to the business. Yes, yes, I, I agree. And it's so wonderful to have people. And most of us, I believe, started with one person helping. Yep. And for me, it was somebody with technology. And I actually bartered for her services the first year. Yeah. And then I was able to pay her and I helped her with marketing because I was getting started with that. And now yeah. I have 21 people that help me in some capacity, some a few hours a month, yeah. some a whole lot more. Right, right. I'm also getting the sense you built that all up intentionally. I see folks who will attend one webinar, one coaching call, and then as soon as they're off, they're hiring two webmasters, three digital marketing <laughs> agencies, four graphic designers, uh, seven people to uh, do their social media, and uh, four copywriters. So yes. what's your plan? It's like, oh, I don't know. I just need a leverage. <laughs> yeah, all except one person that is in Malaysia and doesn't really travel much. That's the only person on my team that I've never met. Right. So everybody, yeah. I've, I've met them at a live event or one of my events, something like that. And mm -hmm. we build a relationship. Yeah. So let's have some fun with you. Uh, what is something about you that people who know you would be surprised to find out? I've raised two chimpanzees. Okay. That's not enough. That's not interesting. <laughs> that is quite something right there. But yeah, that I, I mean, I've had a lot of visions because I know you're a very, very much of a polymath type individual, but that wouldn't even surprise me a little bit. And I've known you for a long time. Wow. Chimpanzees. That's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's not a very good situation. They, a lot of times they're, they're killing the mother and some of the others to bring them over from Africa. And this was oh. long ago. It isn't going on very much at all yeah. these days. But well, thank goodness. In each case, yeah, the babies were brought over and they are similar to a human baby. They really need that care. And I had them mm -hmm. separately and I had each of them for almost two years. And then they really need to be with other apes you know, other than us. Yeah. non-human ape types. Yes. So <laughs> what do you hope? The light. Exactly. What do you hope people say about you when you're not around to hear it? That I really care about people and that my goal is to serve. And in many cases, serve people around the world that I will never meet in person. That that's important yeah. to me. If you could go back in time and change one thing you've done or one thing that's happened, what would it be and why? 
I wouldn't change anything. I believe that in my case anyway, that my life has unfolded just as it was meant to be. And that if anything came faster or differently or something like that, that it wouldn't be the same life experience. So up and down, good and bad, I'm happy with this life experience. Oh, I can certainly relate to that. What famous person, alive or dead, would you like to meet? And if you had the opportunity, what question would you have for them? I'd like to meet George Washington. Okay. I know at that time they were considering making him King George. Yes. And I'm going to ask him if he believes that would have been a better system for the United States having a king rather than a first president. Wow. Uh, and that was a very hot debate back then. Not only yes. did he at least state publicly that he didn't want to be king and turn down those offers, he also, with very deep reluctance, even ran for the second term. He was quite eager to get back to Mount Vernon. He didn't want to be sitting around in, in the presidency for too long. He reluctantly stayed because he wasn't happy with how the Republic was developing. And he thought if he could stay four more years, he could at least do his part to try and keep it on the original course it was intended. Yes. Yeah. Very, very interesting time in, in history. Whether yeah. you're an American or not. Right, right. What motivates and inspires you to keep going when you're having a tough time or facing a challenge? I meet one more person, usually in person that has just lost a job or been downsized or a spouse has been transferred or they suddenly have to be at home to take care of a family member that might be elderly or might be a grandchild even or something. Right. And they say to me, if I could just replace my income that I was making at my job doing something from home, my life would change so much. And that motivates me to keep working with people like that. Yeah. Uh, that would have been, I, I might've been able to, uh, give you some of that gift to have, we known each other 16 years ago when I was, when I didn't know what I didn't know, I didn't know what questions to ask. And I didn't know the questions were there to ask. And I spent two years, uh, trying to find my way to the point where I had enough clients in my venture that I could safely jump. And I had enough time that I could build the venture so that I could get the clients so I could safely jump. Uh, all I needed to do was replace my income from my job. That's all I needed. The second I achieved that with clients, bang, out of there. Yeah. But I spent yeah. almost two years on that. And what I've learned retrospectively is I could have theoretically done that in one week. I mean, yeah, you don't necessarily make $5,000 off your online course within 30 days, but you can get even enough short-time client work. And this was even available back in 2005, if you knew where to find it, that you could easily accomplish that dream. And for what I was making at my job, that was not a big leap. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. And for me, it took a year and a half because I was a classroom teacher and I also did yep. real estate yep. in my spare time, which is supposed to be humor because you have no spare time as a classroom teacher. Exactly. <laughs> and what, what it was, I didn't realize I really had things to offer. There were things I could have done sooner and helped people and charged them for it. And I didn't have the confidence. And yeah. That's why it took me a year and a half. Right. Finally, and I know you have a special invitation for our listeners, and I will share that with them. But in general, right now, what is one action you would love our listeners to take as soon as they finish streaming this episode? I would love for them to start writing and publishing their writing, whether it's on a blog or a site like medium.com uh -huh. or something like that. 
just to start finding their voice and share everything that they're willing to share with the world. That's how I wrote my book, Groundhog Day is an event, not a business strategy. I wasn't sure exactly. I was still going through that phase of figuring out what I wanted to be when I grew up, as I've mentioned in many of these episodes and even on my other podcasts. And uh, it got to the point where I was posting inspirations, stories, whatever was grinding my gears on my social media every morning. And one of my friends said, you know, I always check your profile every morning for my shot of the daily atom. Okay, it morphed into the morning atom, but for three months I had a blog up. It was simply called the morning atom. The only graphics on it were a caricature of my face. And every day I just posted whatever inspired me, whatever I thought was a cool story, whatever was grinding my gears that day with a commitment that I would do it once a day for 90 days. And at the end of that, go back into the WordPress site and organize those posts into these things called categories. Then take the word category and translate it into the word chapter. And I think you know where we're going from there. Yes, yes. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Figured out a lot of things real quick that way, which is why I love your recommendation for our listeners. <laughs> so let's get into your invitation, which is to check out an offering you have that's called Become a Local Celebrity. So if somebody goes to becomealocalcelebrity.com, they're going to see this opportunity. And what it's about is... Anybody can increase your credibility, visibility, and profitability by becoming a local celebrity. And this is a course that will enable folks to walk through that process in a modular way that will help them achieve it within, realistically, a few weeks to a month, give or take. I looked at it myself, and it's uh, very stepwise. It takes you by the hand. It walks you straight through. So, again, for everybody who's out jogging, and doesn't see it on the screen right now or doesn't see it in the show notes on www.brilliancepluspassion.com, simply visit becomealocalcelebrity.com. And when you get there and you check out, enter the code BRILLIANCE. Enter the code BRILLIANCE, and that will get you a little discount. I'm going to let you go to that website and find out exactly what it is. It's actually pretty impressive. So give this its due. It's worth it. And with that, Connie Reagan Green, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been an honor and believe me in education. Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you for tuning into the Brilliance Plus Passion podcast, where we celebrate entrepreneurs, business creators, and brilliant minds who are making a difference for their community, market, and audience. Remember to visit our website at www.brilliancepluspassion.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Brilliance Plus Passion Podcast. Oh,